use that doop a doop a doop Oh, look at it. Doop doop. I see. <laughs> I know. I can see. I can see it on mine too. Mine's bigger. Stop. Woo! <laughs>
saving is holding on to your money. So instead of spending it, instead of you know dishing it out there and hoping that you're gonna get something in return, you hold on to it and you have it manageable, you have it around so that it can be managed. So it's not little to zero risk is involved when it comes to saving because you know exactly where that money is and when you're going to spend it, whether mm -hmm. that's on expenses or up until you invest it, it is considered saving. And how much is going to be in it. So exactly. Like, exactly, like if you put $20 in, it's not going to change. Yeah, and so we wanted to break down some, not only examples, but some ways that... Uh, some people could say, well, what's better, you know, investing does it have to be for five, ten years, or more even, you know, some people think investing is something that you start at, like, you know, 25, 30, some people think that investing is something that you start, like, for your retirement, mm -hmm. like, part of your job, like, a 401, a 401k plan, like, yes, that's technically like a Roth IRA type of mm -hmm. investment that comes with, that could possibly come with your job, but some people think that that's something you can't even start until after you graduate, or after you graduate, wow, until after. Yeah, that's what people take investing. It just I think, like, when I used to think investing when I was younger, it was, like, retirement. That's exactly. what it was going Exactly, like you for. do it out there. You know, mm -hmm. you do it in your, you know, your later years and stuff like that. When in all actuality, it's stuff that you can do to help those years age well, age better, is what I would say. I was going to say age more gooder. Age more goodest. Age more goodest. <laughs> but uh, we've got some examples today. So... We really think that uh, when it comes to saving, it's really good for short-term goals. At mm -hmm. least, you know, if you're saving up for, you know, a car, like I know we, like I just recently got a car and stuff like that, it was only a few months that I had to save up that money. So that's not something that I would consider and I had to invest, you know, into like, yes, I invested in the car with the money, but I saved the money to get that. So I had it on hand. I knew how much I was holding on hand so that I could eventually put down payment on that car. So going into looking in some stats for savings, we're going to say, because we talked about interest a lot in past videos, so I wanted to bring it back up with a savings account specifically. So on average, it is said that you get 0.08% back from, or back interest from your savings account. That's pretty, insane. yeah, it's pretty small. That's pretty, I'm not <laughs> saying like 0 0.08 as in move that decimal over and you get 8%. I'm saying 0.08%. And so then I think my bank I get like point zero six five or something ridiculously small. Yeah, mine's really small. Sometimes I just see that one cent get added and says interest like Woo <laughs> <laughs> Once in a, once every five years you get that two cent and yeah, well, what am I gonna what am I gonna spend that cent on that I just got? <laughs> you can't even get a gumball for that. I, yeah, and then I mean it's even it, like it says even big banks can go down to even point zero one percent. Like what? So literally a penny on every dollar. That's not investing. Don't that think that's not investing. Invest. Not that investing is at all. Doing exactly what we just said. Keeping your money on hand and knowing where it is, so that it's it's manageable and it's accessible right then. Mm-hmm. So whenever that kind of kind of leads to um, the next point, because we're saying that saving is for short-term goals, in which you need to know your goals for when you have a savings account. Which, so like let's say you're wanting a new bike or you're wanting a new laptop or even a car. Um, you just, you need to save gradually to get to that point. That's what a savings account is for. So you can make sure you can get to your goals and actually meet them. But at least, if you're going to have a savings account, at least have 500 to to $1,000 in it. Why am I saying this? It's because we've talked about it in past episodes that people in America just don't save their money and it's 
I'm about to tell you some stats that prove that that's true. So, a whopping 70% Americans have less than $1,000 in a savings account. So how we we're always talking about most Americans can't afford to pay a $500 expense fee at, uh, as, as a surprise, I guess. Um, that's just, that's insane to me. I could, that just makes me feel... Like he, every time we talk like, about it, yeah, know, I'm just like, uh, <laughs> you start actually sweating because you would think, you know, well, maybe if they're, if, you know, they don't have that thousand dollars around, it's because they're investing it. Well, clearly, you know, if you look around, that's not, that's not the case at mm-hmm. all. So you can tell that j- just by, you know, I think I saw a stat the other, I think there's like 700 billionaires in America or something like that, mm-hmm. like less than a thousand people. And like 1%, I, I forgot the stats, so I'm not going to say it clearly or whatever, but it surprised me because it was like, not that we're living in poverty, like there's like a growing middle class or whatever, but we're still relatively living paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. So, Which I just can't, like that just kills me. Like yeah, it's, it's definitely something that's scary. It's mm-hmm. definitely something scary. So saving in short term can definitely help you not only breach that $1,000 mark so that you would be, you know, in the top percent of Americans that have that extra money available and on hand when ready, but it would also be able to set you up financially so you won't be as anxious because I'm sure you're living in a paycheck that's... That's just, I, I don't, I, worrying. You, some people probably, are okay with it, but I just I personally, know, I couldn't. And it's a, you can just, let's say you open a savings account and you put $1 in it. You're better, I shouldn't use better. You are, what's a, what's a better word than better? <laughs> You're a step further than, yeah, well off than 45%. Of Americans, because forty-five wow. percent of Americans have nothing in a savings account. Nothing. Just now, I can like even like twenty dollars. Like, how do you not have like something like? I mean, my bank requires you have. I think it's three hundred have in the savings account to have it open. To have it open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Which I mean, it's some people like that's a obviously yeah, that a- takes a little bit, but obviously you just save like put it in your wallet per something. And then until you get that $300, be like, okay, finally. And then as you were, yeah, exactly. And as you were before getting ready to put in savings account, just put that little bit amount. Even if it's like $10, $20 a week, a month, that's still growing you up to something. And that's just just in case if an emergency happens, because we all know emergencies happen. So, I mean, it's just, that that, that's my rant for it. I would just say, um, if I were to say my... Two cents for savings and first investing. You can invest more than savings, but I would at least have that emergency money in your savings, like five hundred, a thousand, just in case. And obviously, you can invest while, and we'll talk to the reasons why it's important to invest. But you're out here caring about everybody. Karen, I'm trying to care. I'm doing my. (laughs) You're caring about everybody, man. I'm trying to be my parents' self. Trying to make them well off. Yeah, so short-term goals would be, saving would be the best route to go to go forward with, a short-term goal, because ultimately we're trying to help you reach your financial goals the most efficient way as possible, and I'm not going to lie to you in saying that investments do come with some risk, which is why longer mm-hmm. periods of time is greater, because usually in hopes that risk dwindles you know, over time as that um, portfolio progressively continues to have more and more income come in, come in it becomes more and more profitable, so... A year or less would be a fantastic time to save up your money because then you can get that short-term goal out of the way. 
you know, that small staycation, maybe, you know, weekend trip with your friends, that car that you want to buy outright, that's fantastic. Anything over a year, though, you would more than likely want to consider investing. So investing would be anything that's good for retirement. Maybe you have, you know, an out-of-country trip, something that costs a little bit more. Uh, that's not something that you just want to, you know, grab some money and throw off the sides. You, you want to maybe, to help you reach that goal better, you're going to want to invest in some stocks, maybe invest mm -hmm. into some bonds, invest into some CDs, something that's going to produce profitable passive income investing so that not only can you reach that goal quicker, but maybe you'll have a little bit of extra money after, you know, because once you invest that money and then you're like, okay, well, let's say I want to invest the same amount of money that it would cost to go on this trip. And then three years later, you sell the same amount of money, but now the price has gone up 15%. And clearly, you know, after a lot of uh, the podcasts that we've had in the past, especially like the past month when we did the yearly wrap up stats mm -hmm. of the year, like we talked about, like if you're selling your house, it was already up like 16% appreciation oh, yeah. by itself, but then it's all it's selling for 20% more than that already within a year. So if you can imagine that, and let's say you're planning a trip two or three years out, mm -hmm. how much that that investment is going to just compound in size, it's ridiculous. Just insane, you get the vacation and, and probably plus more. Oh, definitely. So, I mean, I mean, obviously there's dips too, oh, but yeah. what what's the, it goes up on average how much every year? Uh, the stock market? Yeah. It's like eight to 12%. On so average. that that's pretty good, better so. than a, Point zero eight percent. Better than a penny on every hundred dollars that you put into your, or about what would that be? Ten cents on a hundred dollars, and it would be a penny on a dollar. Yeah, probably. I mean, <laughs> either way, and that's bad. saying in like a year, probably waiting. <laughs> exactly. You're like, you know, let's see after a year having it go. Whoop. Either way, pr either way, pretty bad. So if you have a short-term goal, it would be more than likely the best option to hold on to your money within that short term, a few months, a few weeks, be able to dish that money out when you need it, get that short-term goal uh, accomplished, and move on to the next one. If you're looking for something, you know, um, larger, something that's five, six, you know, even like two, three years out would still be considered a long goal because a lot can happen in that time. Definitely. Yep. Sure can. Um, I know we talked a lot of, well, you guys, you and Mike talked a lot well, last episode as well during the 70-20-10 rule that this also varies person to person as well. So we're not saying every extra dollar that you have, you have to either, you know, you're going to invest it. Mm -hmm. Or every extra dollar you have, oh, you're going to throw it into your savings account. Right. Um, every individual is different. And so we can only, just like Gunnar and myself, we're only speaking in terms of, you know, our experience, who we've worked with in the past, what we've seen to have uh, successful pathways we can only work with what we have. And so your mm -hmm. situation is going to vary. So if that means, you know, one week goes by, two weeks, even a month goes by, you have to save all of your money because a short-term goal came up. Maybe your dishwasher broke, mm -hmm. you're talking about, something like that. We understand that. So investing's not going to be the best option right now. Right. You know, but maybe, you know, you're working on yourself. You, you've got a plan for two, three years down the line. You're going to mm -hmm. be pretty stationary. Nothing really big is going on. Investing would probably put you better off with a better way of life without you even really really without you even realizing it <laughs> <laughs> really real really, really realizing <laughs> really realizing that no, you're really realizing it um in three years you'd just be better more well off than you were and you probably wouldn't even realize mm -hmm. it because you've set those foundations up you know three years ahead of time to make yourself more well off in the future mm -hmm. and that's why we kind of gave the 720 10 rule because oh, exactly. you can just start off there that's a good place to start off i mean 20 percent of your savings will get you to that 500 to 1000 pretty quick and then oh, that 10 percent in the vesting that's enough to 
get your foot in the door, kind of start learning how it works, because it takes some time to understand how it all works, because it seems oh, like it a lot, and that's why most it's, people it's don't do it. Definitely it's, a learning curve, experimental curve. It's kind of scary to new people, but you just okay. gotta, you it's, yeah, like I said, learning curve. You just gotta do it to actually learn it. So, just the 72010, and obviously, the people can go around it. So, if you want to invest more, put more in investing. Like personally, if I put a certain amount of savings. I put the same amount in investing just because that's my personal goals in life. That's what I like doing. I mean, I feel like you're more of a investor, right? Yeah, I put a little bit more into investing um, than my savings, but that's just something that I like to do and fits, you know, uh, my budget, my, every dollar that I get. Just mm -hmm. kind of fits my lifestyle better. So that's what I do. So that's why we wanted to break these down for you today. So thank you for joining us today. We wanted to just break that down for you because last week uh, Mike and Gunner did tackle the 70-20-10 rule. So if you haven't seen that video, you're definitely going to want to check it out because this can tie into a lot of that budgeting process and budgeting is extremely important as we saw last week. Mm -hmm. and, um, a lot of you not only were asking us questions for that in between podcast episodes, but we do understand that we need to tackle some of these smaller subjects as well so that it can be broken down because, mm -hmm. you know, some people just kind of throw it out there or don't even, you know, say anything that's going to help you. We truly want to help you guys. That's why we're here. So we right. thank you for submitting your questions and thank you for engaging on our post because this is truly what does make us special. Mm -hmm. And we want to help everyone get to the on the road to success. On the road to success. I like that. Anything else you wanted to say before closing, Gunner? Nope, I think we can just end on that. Push him well off, buddy. Yeah, get, we're going to get... Put, what is it? Push, <laughs> we're going to push you on that road to success. Even if we have to push you straight up and make you trip and face plant. We'll get you back up and get <laughs> we'll you going. Get, I guess we'll get, that's a threat. It's not a threat, it's just an accidental issue. An accidental push. Okay, I like that. Well, it wasn't accidental, but... Okay. Okay. Either way. But thank you for joining us today, you guys. Have a great one.